0: up this program to bring you a special salt report. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, cosplay, comics, movies, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and recording with me tonight is Jesse. Yo! The sponsor in our hearts this week is the Forbidden Baby Shark Minion from Final Fantasy 14. Uh, it just dropped with patch 5.2, but unfortunately, you have to do fishing to get it, which means I probably never will, so.
1: Yeah, fuck that shit. I am not fishing. <laughs>
0: there was someone, um, that I follow on Twitter that posted a screenshot of their, um, Disciple of the Hand and Land page in their profile, you know, that shows, like, what level they're all at and everything. And they were all level yeah. eighty, except for fisherman, which wasn't even unlocked. It was at zero. <laughs> I was like, "What? A I mood. have fisherman <laughs>
1: unlocked, but like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'll, li- I'll like. F- I think I would like fishing since I like it." In RPGs. I don't like fishing in real life though, fuck that. They shit. did uh, but, like in RPGs. They did
0: also make it a little easier with this patch, cause a little exclamation point appears over your character's head when you get a bite, instead of just having to watch the end of the pole, like really, really hard. Mm. Um
1: yeah. so, just squinting at it for eighty four years. Yeah,
0: fishing fucking sucks in this game. I don't like it. Or fight me. Um but it's real cute. Forbidden baby shark. It has feet
1: it has feats that's fucked up i love it but <laughs> we can't we can't be not frustrated. allowed we can't, i just only have so much time the time effort economy i
0: already i I mean a new patch just dropped so i gotta start that fucking gear grind all over again and the oh eden God. raids and I, I i only have so much time okay i didn't even play yeah. tonight because we're recording like i had to do laundry I'm, I'm an adult. Things can't can't play every day. Okay, don't have time. And I'm looking for like I'm in the middle of looking for
1: more jobs and like and my 20 million side hustles, as everybody knows. So like I have to do those things. I have written so many video scripts in the last I don't like two days. Like just like straight up and they're basically essays like let's be honest like that's what they are because i do some form of research into something and then i write an essay about it and um and like i just realize how much random crap i'm doing but at least i'm utilizing skills um but yeah i don't have time to be playing final fantasy every single day and then like on top of that spending the time that i could be doing fun raid stuff like fishing like i just
0: you're also going to be hearing me coughing and sniffling a lot throughout this recording because i've also been sick for the past week i wasn't playing much final fantasy while i was sick i was just sitting on the couch and staring into space while listening to youtube videos <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah
1: it's hard to focus on video games when you're sick because it kind of hurts
0: yeah so like <coughs> i'm sorry jake i'm so sorry I'm so sorry everyone anyway that's the sponsor in our hearts uh can you still hear me yes i can okay, still good. hear you i'm just
1: waiting for you to lead okay us, fearless leader i'm such a mess it's
0: pre-salt time <laughs> Um, since we were just talking about patch 5.2, I guess we can talk about that first, since it's like a conjoined pre-salt. Um, it dropped yesterday, um, I did the MSQ, you did the MSQ, I haven't done anything else, I haven't really had time. Um, so I haven't done the new Trial, or, um, the new Eden Raids, hopefully this weekend. Um, but, the, I did do the new Dungeon, I have mixed feelings. I guess I should play it again. Um, I'm probably going to go in as DPS and kind of see how tanks are pulling that dungeon. Um, oh my
1: god, that's wise. But if you do no. find out how tanks are pulling it, please tell me because I will. I was in. The, I was doing it, and I was like, God, I can't tell if they'll want me to do this or if they'll be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" If I pull this, I mean, I'm definitely people definitely want me to pull more. And if I get admonished for, like, pulling too much, I'm not going to be embarrassed or anything. If someone's like, you pulled too much, I'll be like, okay. <laughs>
0: Usually they won't say anything if you've pulled too much. They're just kind of hoping you'll take the fact that everybody died as a lesson.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but we learned a lesson here today.
0: Yeah, I get shit for not pulling enough. I've never gotten shit for pulling too much. Um, yeah. Well, there was one time, but I, I wouldn't even say that I got shit for it. I pulled too much. The healer told me, feel free to pull big. So I pulled big. And then I was like, <laughs> I've made a mistake, and the healer was like, Too big!
1: But Too we big. lived.
0: <laughs> and I But we lived and I apologize. And I was like, I'll I'll slow my roll. Um I'll just just a little bit. And he was like, Thank you. Thank you.
1: Too big. Um
0: That was really funny. That was that was my first uh one of my first tanking adventures. It was very good. But um yeah, I will find out how that dungeon functions with real people, because we both did it with trusts the first time. Yeah, because I, I hate getting yelled, yelled at. at
1: for not knowing what the dungeon is the first day, the first time I'm doing it. <laughs> How dare you?
0: How that dare you? you been in the game for less than 24 hours, but you have to be perfect at it. Fuck you.
1: Yeah, I just... Oh, I ain't doing that shit. So trust it was, even though both both of us were screeching yes, at Yes, speaking of, no. I'm going to
0: add to my salt right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about that later. Um, Please. The Please. other thing I did recently um was my friend and I got tickets to um see Curtis Connor at Wise Guys in Salt Lake. Uh Curtis Connor is a YouTuber. He makes weird videos about weird Canadian T V shows and other YouTubers and like weird TikTok trends and stuff. Um but he also does stand up comedy and that's what the show was. Um his opening act was also really funny. I don't remember what the poor guy's name was, but uh he was good. <laughs> This was, like, two weeks ago, okay? Give me a break. Also, I was drinking. Um, Because it is a bar,
1: but... Yeah, it's a bar, and, like, obviously, like, stand-up... I mean, people usually drink when they go to see comedians, so... Yeah.
0: Before anybody thinks I'm an alcoholic, I didn't drink very much, but uh, it was two weeks ago, and I had enough, I guess. What?
1: I said no one's gonna think that about you.
0: (laughs) I'm anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then... All the, the other thing I have to talk about is evermore So y'all who don't care about that are free to tune out For about 30 minutes But um, I don't have much to say about Last week The most interesting thing that happened On the 8th was that um, I walked by a huge crowd of people Standing outside the church Which is not like It's not finished It's not a building that you can actually go into right now um, So the fact that there was a bunch of people Standing outside it was kind of odd And all the frost lords were there Um, so I was like, hmm, what's going on? And one of the frost swords was like, our frost giant is here. And I was like, excuse me. Our frost giant is here. (laughs) Um, and they kept saying like, oh, he won't hurt anybody. Like he's not dangerous. But then they were like also speaking to the frost giant as if it were a scared animal. Um, and it was, they did have a creature. Um, they did eventually bring this thing out. It was a giant, um costume. My friend and I were sitting in Denny's later, kind of trying to figure out where the person was inside this costume. Um, but it was oh, a little bit kind difficult. of fun,
1: like, you know how, like, when you're trying to figure out where the fuck the person is inside Big Bird? like Yeah.
0: And yeah. it was kind of... I would say it's actually kind of similar to Big Bird. Um, hmm. Except that it, it also kind of functions the way that, like, Headless Horseman costumes function, where they hmm. have sort of a shelf that sits on top of the actor's shoulders that makes it kind of like taller so you can disguise the head. So I think it was kind of like that. They had, I don't know exactly where the actor's arms were. It was pretty clear that they weren't all the way up at the top of the shoulder. So I don't think that the actor was on stilts. Um, I also am pretty sure that this actor could not see fuck all in that costume because he did not move very far, um, didn't move very much. And Sylvie appeared to be uh, acting as, as his eyes so, um or their eyes. I don't know what the gender of the actor was. I just know they called the frost giant he. But um yeah, they they acted like it wasn't dangerous, but also kept telling me not to get too close when I took pictures. So, um I mean
1: <laughs> anything can be dangerous if it's startled, right?
0: Yeah. Um and their excuse was that it came because it has a connection with Sylvie and um it sensed that Sylvie was distressed in some way, but it was it took time for it to get there and that's why it was a couple weeks late. Um, but I haven't, I didn't see it this week. I imagine it's probably very difficult for whoever they have inside that costume to be in the costume for very long. And they only had the frost giant out for like 10 minutes. So, um, it might make another appearance in the next two weeks. It might not. Um, it would be a shame if it didn't because it's an, it's an amazing costume. Um, Mm. it would be a shame if they didn't bring it back. Um, but I, they don't have a whole lot of time before Aurora ends. So we'll see. Um, and then they have the the ceremony for all the people that did the wolf trials um, that lasted damn near two hours. I don't know what it is with this season and having scenes go on for too long, but it's not the only one. At the end of it, Kyra and Jasper got engaged. Um, and that's the only other thing I have in my notes is that I completely gave the fuck up on Drainer's code of the day. Um, the Rangers for ranking up have like a little chalkboard of tasks you can do, and one of them is that Drainer always has a code or a cipher on it. And this one was too difficult for me. I'm not good at these. So, uh, I have a friend in the guild that sometimes helps me with them. But, um, I did not get his help with that one. I also went on Valentine's Day. Um, it's the only Friday they've been open since, like, December. Um, it was, like, a special event Um, I I went mostly because I was curious, but then when I got there, I ended up staying away from a lot of the Valentine's Day-specific events. Um, Because, if I'm being honest, Evermore is painfully heterosexual at times. Um, This is Utah, I guess, and we live in a society. But, um, like, there was speed dating, and characters kept encouraging us to go to speed dating, but my friends and I pretty quickly figured out that they were probably going to separate us by male and female. And so we were like, huh. um, there was, um There was a fashion show that I missed because I was in dagger combat training with the Rangers instead. Um, <laughs> Much better. Yeah, I hung out with the Rangers most of that night. Um, the main thing that I picked up on was that Marzi, town gossip that she is, sent me to talk to Kadarin, because she'd heard about some ritual that he was going to do, and Kadarin was all loopy, because, um, the Valentine's Day dwarf, um, The Valentine's bubbles, Day dwarf? I don't know how else to describe them. Had, like, given Kadarin some kind of potion that made him happy, I guess. Um, I don't really remember this, but... I asked him about it and he was just an open book because he did not give a shit about anything. So he told me that a while back, Imelda had been like meditating and Giordani like wrote in her journal, um, through her in French. Um, and Kadarin also speaks French. So, um, I guess apparently back when the whole Dimitri Giordani thing was happening, he would speak to Giordani in French to kind of like, Proof that it was really him Because um, Dimitri doesn't speak French But uh, So he translated it And it was like instructions or something I Did not I, I did see the journal entry but I don't speak enough French to really like Be able to understand what was happening I ha- only was able to understand a couple Of words but um, He told me that they were going to um, Attempt a Ritual to contact Giardani The next night So that was like the major thing that I found out on Valentine's day. Um, Mm -hmm. and my friends were there on Valentine's day, but they couldn't make it on the Saturday. So I went by myself and of course that's when shit hit the fan is when my friends couldn't show up. Right. So they missed a whole bunch of stuff, but, um, I kind of got lucky because I was just making my rounds and, um, getting my ranger tasks and whatnot. I did make journeymen that night. So that was fun. um, but anyway, I was making my rounds, like getting my ranger tasks and whatnot, and I saw Sora with Miri, and she was like, oh, what time is it? And so I told her it's a quarter to six. She's like, in 15 minutes, I will be meeting with, with Ulftrot to go over our plans. Um, and I don't remember if we talked about this, but there was, like, Sora is essentially planning a coup at this point against the Frostlord's mother. Um, who she shares, like, a psychic link with. But she severed that psychic link, um, so that she could, like, think for herself, essentially. Um, and now she's kind of planning this coup. So she's going to Ultrott for help. And so I followed her to the coven's stone circle area. Um, I don't remember what, they call it the ruins, but, you know, it's a stone circle. And I kind of had this perfect vantage point, because I got there first. So I was all the way at the back. And people saw all these characters coming in, and they kind of shuffled in towards the front, so there weren't a lot of people around me, and I was standing, like, right behind Sora and was able to look over her shoulder. <laughs> um, and they pulled out this map, and they were going over their plans or whatever. And then Sora's whole family fucking shows up. And I'm at, th- again, I'm at the perfect angle where I can see that Svani has come ready with dry ice in his hand. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh boy. That's gonna be bad. Um... And sure enough, Wolftrack kinda like gets in between them when he's like, No, like, I need I need our mother, you need our mother. And Sora's like, no. 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 Um, and Wolftrack kind of gets between them and essentially tells him to grow up and think for himself. And so Spani goes straight for the throat with that dry ice. Um I'm I'm it was supposed to be like a magic attack, but like I could see the dry ice. Um yeah. and little little behind the scenes kind of pay no attention behind, to the man behind the curtain sort of event. But you know, it happens sometimes it's theater, but um, he, he, ta- he went for old throat and old just drops. Everybody's screaming. It's, comp- it's total chaos. Um, Bastion kind of hauled all the frost Lords out of there and they ran off. And I spent most of the, like that, b- the beginning of the night kind of like chasing down different characters that were involved in the scene they went and got like Dr. Marsh and Wen Weaver to to look at Olfdraut, um everything like and I of course, like the second I get out of the Stone Circle, um, Nightshade's there and he's like, What's happening? Um And so I had to because like I mean obviously the actor knows, but in character, these guys just I know, came, it's just really just came funny because of the Nightshade when they heard screaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He kind of he like looks like- at me and he's like, What? <laughs> And so I reported what I knew and so I was kind of like ping-ponging back and forth chasing these characters down, reporting back to the rangers along with my friend that's also um, in the guild and just you know chasing down characters trying to find out what I could find. I have learned that I have no poker face and so a lot of characters that weren't involved in that scene were like, are you okay? You look worried. <laughs> and I'm just like, yep. Did you hear what happened? Cool. I won't bore you with the details. I gotta go. <laughs> Um, like, another scene I saw was that, like, Bastion and Theric, because Theric initially was just, like, he's one of the wolves, he was initially just, like, time to murder, um, but he calmed down and had a little tearful, um, scene with Bastion where he was, like, like, do you love your family, can you follow the wolves to Aurora knowing what consequences that's going to have for your siblings, and Bastion was kind of just like, yep, um, (laughs) like, all right, dude. Wait,
1: Bastion, you mean the the slutty one? The slutty one, one,
0: yeah. Okay. So Svan is the one with the hat. That was the one that attacked Wolf Trot. I Um, I
1: cannot, like, think of him (laughs) as anything but the slutty one now. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) But, um, when Weaver and Dr. Marsh had a big screaming match that eventually- And everybody was like, now is not the time. You two need to work together. Can you do this somewhere else? Um... But the status quo at, when I left was basically that like um, they stopped the spread of the frost, because it was kind of like this blis- they kind of described it as this like blistering injury um, that was just getting worse over time. It was like really bad frostbite, and it just kept spreading. So they stopped the spread. Um makes sense. Um, yeah. uh, they stopped the spread. Dr. Marshall's going to help with the pain, but he wasn't going to get better unless he went back to Aurora. Um, but in the meantime, you can contribute gold to keep Wen Weaver's magic running or whatever the fuck. I, that was, like, most of what I did that night. Eventually, Bastion came back and, like, pledged his army's assistance um, to Ulfdraht, so he's he's in on the coup as well. Um, I did learn from Spani that he deeply regrets going after Ulfdraht, and kind of, just he kind of described the incident as if he went into a blind rage. A lot of people were like, a lot of world walkers were like, he's been possessed by Edelessa, and I'm like, you know, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, sometimes it's, you just go into a blind rage and try to kill a wolf man.
0: Like, and that's like, just how it be. Part of the reason I said that is because some of them said this in front of Kyra, and Kyra was like, no, I don't think that's it. And, like, she could be, it could be a red herring, but sometimes when actors do that, they're very much being like, you're chasing a plot thread that doesn't exist. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that's what she was trying to convey, but it very mu- well could have been. So I was kind of like, maybe we need to explore the possibility that he wasn't possessed at all um, and he has other problems going on with him. So, um, then at the end of the night was the, like, was the Giordani ritual that um, I talked about. Um, They tried to reach Giordani, they got Dimitri instead, which was, like, so when Marzi was asking me about it, she was very much trying to, like, fish for World Walker opinions on jardani i think because she was just like how do you feel about that about this jardani fellow like what's do you think it's a good idea to bring him back and i was like well i support kadarin's endeavors to bring him back if that's what he feels is a good idea but i'm concerned that we may not get jardani um yeah so i was right i guess but um they found out that Dimitri was going to try and uh, possess Badger because Badger's mind is really fragile. Um, currently. So like, I believe you saw this when you came to mythos because the acting troupe does like plays based off of previous seasons. So they kind of explained the previous Aurora season and Badger yes. is like the name taken up by an Aurora in general named Jakul that really didn't want the job anymore. um, and then for some reason during lore, his mind was shattered and he went back to being Badger again. Um, and they just kind of like left him alone, I guess, because they didn't really know how to fix it. So they're like, well, whatever. I've been trying to talk to him this season, but he's like, he's Badger's like impossible to talk to. Basically anything you say to him, he like just kind of bounces off of him. Like I try to have a conversation. And I'm like, hi, Badger. he's like, hi. I'm like, how are you? How am I? What? You know, how are you? How am I? What? How are you feeling? I feel the same. Do anything tonight? What? You know, got any plans? Plans to do what? Like, it was impossible to talk to this guy.
1: Yeah, Um, probably on
0: purpose. On purpose, for sure. They wanted you to, like, if you want to talk to Badger and get information out of him, you need to put in the work. I noticed that it got easier to talk to him when I just kind of went with whatever the fuck he was saying. Um, So... Um, and I, I do remember that after I had a particularly weird conversation with him because I was just going along with whatever he was saying that he like seemed more willing to talk to me. I didn't get any info out of him, but when he walked by me, he would be like, hi. <laughs> so
1: wait, who's the one I, uh, accidentally
0: accused of murder. That was Seamus. I thought, oh, okay, I got Badger and Seamus confused a lot, even though they don't look alike at all. <laughs> yeah um,
1: it's 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 more like names that yeah. get confusing because like you know like i do that a lot with fire emblem where i'm like oh this character so and so and then i'm like wait a minute that's not the right character even though they don't look anything alike it's just that their names are kind of
0: close yeah um Seamus like, and badger have similar personalities was the problem yes. they're both like the town drunk so although badger would always swear up and down that it's just water in his uh bottle that was part of the like goofy goofball conversation that i was with him i was like yeah man you gotta stay hydrated it's important um but anyway they have decided that it was important to restore badger to jacool um and they were able to they got enough keywords from jardani um to be able to um to to figure out how to do that but they also had to like really quickly sever the connection and they were very clear on the fact that doing this completely like Jardani is lost. He will never come back to evermore. Um, which makes me sad. I know that the actor is like done with that character. Um, I really liked him. (laughs) So I'm kind of bummed, but like, okay, fair enough. Anyway, he's not coming back. Um, so they go get Jakul and they go find Wen, and they do their ceremony and, bring Jakul back there was so there was one point um when like had this bowl of powder that she threw onto the fire and it made the fire like explode um Mm -hmm. and then after that happened I was like why does what smells like pumpkin spice so I think she threw cinnamon on the fire (laughs) (laughs) um
1: What smells like pumpkin
0: spice. I was like, why does this whole area smell like pumpkin spice? And it's probably because she used cinnamon. I imagine that's probably pretty combustible. But, um, yeah, it worked. They brought Jakul back. Um, He wasn't happy to be back. Um, Because, especially since they're like, hey, Jakul, welcome back. Everyone you know and love is dead. Have a nice day. No, who does
1: that? (laughs) Just leave him.
0: (laughs) Um, They kind of tried to explain, like, we brought you back. Because you were in danger. And then Kyra comes along and she's like, also, I need your help to take over Aurora. And he's like, Oh, so you only brought me back because you needed me? And to tell me that everyone I know and love is dead? Cool. That's great. <laughs> so I mean, fair enough. Yeah, I'm kinda I'm kinda on his side. Like, sure, maybe they did have to bring him back, but he's definitely his feelings are definitely valid. Um Sir, you're valid, in this situation. I do have a funny story though, because it took a while to track down when, um, and there was a bunch of characters hanging around this fire waiting for this to happen, and um, I think it was Karej, one of the speaker for the wolves, was like, "Is when her full name, or is it short for something?" And so a bunch of people started coming up with like stupid fake, like long form versions of when. So they were like, Winifred Weaver. Wenna Weaver, Wendolyn Weaver, Wenjamin Weaver. Wenjamin. But my absolute favorite, I don't remember who came up with it, but um, it was one of the characters, but they called her When, Where, and Why Weaver.
1: I would have been like, when's she going to be here?
0: When's she going to be here, Weaver? I wish I'd come up with that in the moment. That's good. <laughs> yeah, my absolute favorite was definitely, I'm going to call her When, Where, and Why Weaver from now on. Um, and then that lasted, that scene lasted for quite a while. It didn't start until nine, and then it was all, It was almost 10 o'clock when it was over to begin with. But while I was leaving, I did catch Ro and Ozymandias having the mother of all, uh, domestics right outside the fairy garden. Um, it's so funny like,
1: the idea of having a domestic outside the fairy garden.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was right between the glass birdhouse and the fairy garden, right before the train tracks. Um, but, like, Roe and Theric are an item now, um, and so, but, like, and so Roe's going back to Aurora with him, and she did the wolf trials and everything, and she's got her new name or whatever. She's Roe the Resolute, or something like that. But, um, she was mad because he wouldn't, like, he was kind of, just kind of treating her like shit, because Ozymandias is a jerk. Yeah, Um, I guess kind of, like, I guess you could argue that it was his way of, like, protecting himself because he's going to, like, miss her or whatever, but he was being a dick. Um, and she's like, why won't you just, like, why won't you give us your blessing to go? Like, why won't you talk to me? And he was, like, just continually insulting Theric. And finally, and Theric was there, but he just kind of wasn't saying anything because it's Rose fight. Um, yeah. And so Adi kind of tries to get him involved and is talking to him, and Theric's like, listen, this is, this is not my fight, this is between you and Ro, like, I have a lot of respect for you as a person, and so does she, you know, just say whatever it is you have to say, um, and then Ozzy turns back to Ro and is like, he has, he has the loyalty of a cocker spaniel, and so she goes in for the slap. Mm. Um, but he blocked it, and then they- he blocked in it. Opposite, Yeah, they turned in opposite directions and, like, stormed off, but but the crossing bars for the train went down right as they were leaving so Ozzy got stopped by them. That's <laughs> just I, real life I right fucking, there. I fucking hate that train sometimes, you guys. Like, it, when I was sitting in the fairy gardens watching this really, like, dramatic, important ritual, it went by, like, six times. <laughs> boop, boop. And, like, and, and, it, I just, I just wish they would coordinate a little bit better with security so they knew when these dramatic scenes were happening and then maybe just not run it for a couple of minutes no listen <laughs> i tried to leave a
1: date and the date ran out into the rain with me and followed me all the way home and then the bus stopped running and so they had to stay with me and all i can think is like no this is real life you're like i try to <laughs> storm off and fucking <laughs> i cannot
0: that's fair for real life, but this is a fake fantasy land and the train doesn't actually fucking go anywhere. So it's not transporting people. So I think it's okay if they stop running it so often. No, after no like It has to be PM.
1: realistic. The trauma no, has to be realistic. It's
0: not realistic. It's got
1: to have the realism of real life trauma. You cannot escape your problems. They are a train
0: and they are coming for you. I just think they should maybe run it less often. Like not every two minutes or whatever, maybe every like 10, 15, you know, I think that'd be plenty. Um, but yeah, it was, that, that, that was wild. A lot happened, uh, excited for this week. And then the finale is on the 29th. So, um, they did say they're going to be open in March. Um, there was an advertisement for a masquerade. That's probably going to be too expensive for me to justify going to. I'm probably going to take the month, month of March off because mythos doesn't start in March. There's not going to be any portal open in March. It's just going to be like the townsfolk, I guess. So I don't really know what's going to be happening. And it would just be nice to, like, take a break and, oops, I dropped something. Um, take a break and, like, save some money and just relax. and I'm going to be moving uh, in March slash April. So it would be nice to, you know, just kind of get settled in and then go back. I was about you to say, I didn't want to say in if you weren't
1: going to tell people
0: you were moving. But, like,
1: I am you're moving, moving
0: yes. so. um, So I just, I'll just take that. Take that month off and come back for Mythos when Mythos starts in April. So it would also be nice if they would announce it officially so I knew what the fuck was gonna be happening. But so maybe maybe this will change when I see the announcement, but we'll see. Um that's my pre-salt.
1: Alright, one second. I am as we as as we have established before on this podcast, because I have no shame, um to <coughs> combat my ADHD, I draw and shit while we're doing this. So Um, And it actually helps me focus more. Although, it turns out they've done studies, and that's actually true. So, like, when people doodle in class, they're usually paying more attention than if they weren't. So, I was right, teachers, and fuck you. No, I'm joking.
0: Actually, as I got older... Oh, sorry. Um, It turns out that the human brain isn't meant to sustain focus for hours at a time.
1: Yeah. And it turned... Like, it also... Like, uh, as I got older... I've met more and more teachers who are like, oh yeah, they did studies about this. Like you're doodling, but I could, like I could call on you and you could tell me exactly what I just said back to me. So I'm not worried about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, But it was weird that I had to wait until college to get to that, but whatever. So put my stuff aside. Um, We talked about our patch 5.2 pre-salt already, which um, was a good patch. And I have a Pepe Sylvia board for it already. Uh, my poor friend had to listen to me like, can we talk about the patch? Let's talk about the patch. I want to talk about the patch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that happened. I uh, got, I ordered, like pre-ordered, actually when I was visiting Kay, I pre-ordered um, the uh, night class uh, like print of chapter one. Um, and it came with a little, like, postcard print, which I was not expecting, and it's really cute, and I have it up in my window. Um, Night Class is an online comic by, uh, I, I want to say her real name is, like, her on, her online, her, uh, Twitter, let's, let's, I always think of her as Manda, but, um, because I think her name is Amanda, but it goes by Manda. Because I always think of her as Manda Amst, but I wonder if her real name is is like something else. Well, you can follow her or go look at her stuff at um, at Manda underscore A M S B T. And uh, <laughs> she's um a an illustrator. Has done like a bunch of cool stuff. Really cool illustrator. Has a uh, her own online comic called night class. Um, You can read it online and you can become a patron and uh, you know, help support that or whatever. Um, But I love that comic. So I wanted a physical copy, even though it's online for free. Like sometimes you just want to hold it in your hands, you know? And also to be like that, it do be like that and also i just i fucking love buying stuff from other artists it's like oh fuck i have to buy something from a large company no thank you small artist oh hell yeah here take my money um i just it's just my weird weakness i just i'm just weak for it um but i enjoy it it's it's you know it's it's like it's not doing backflips and storytelling uh it's very simple straightforward cute um, apparently, like, there, I mean, there's werewolves and stuff, so, you know, there's horror in it, um, so I would definitely, th- there's, like, an 18 plus warning on it, um, and I think it's just to, like, warn people for, like, blood and werewolves and, you know, the, you know, the things that werewolves do where it's, like, your bones all crack into new places and stuff, um, but I, I'm really enjoying it, it's super cute, super good, Uh, and I was happy when it arrived and I like immediately picked it up and like, um, I'm sorry, my friend just mentioned Twilight in a group chat and it came up and I just don't know what to do with that. Uh, sorry, that threw me off. Where was I? Oh, wait, I immediately threw it up, the print up in my windowsill. So it's up there with a bunch of other little mini prints I have. Um, so check that out if you have not already. Um, and then, I finished near Automata, so uh, I went through ending A and B only to find out that C starts the actual game, and that everything I had played before was a prequel. And I'm pissed off about it, but also my uh, props to all of y'all for watching. Like my friend is notorious—the friend who is having me play this—he um, is notoriously good at giving me just enough information to where like I, um, I like i can no i cannot glean possibly what's coming in the future from the information that he gives me um he did run down the first near game for me because he was like the actual game is like the plot of the first near game is good but the actual physical playing of it is torture apparently it's like notoriously not fun to play um so he gave me the entire rundown of the first near which was important uh, because this is apparently a direct sequel. I didn't know if it was just like it existed in the same universe or if it was like um, just like a redux of Nier or what. But it it's a direct sequel. Um, and like so I started Route C and I got to play A2 more. For, so hype to all of y'all who didn't let me who were like heard me talking about how I wish I could play A2 more and didn't say anything. Um y- y'all are are great because I don't I would have been like, don't worry, child, you will <laughs> you will soon be embraced in her lesbian arms. Um I really like HU's character a lot. I am a little emo- I'm a little emotional right now. I don't know how I'm gonna I told Kay, I don't know how I'm gonna play the near raids now without fucking crying. Um and uh because like I I cried several times finishing, um, I got a bunch of mini endings. I'm not going to go through and get like X, the X ending or whatever, the ending where it's like, Oh, you turned left. So everybody died. And uh, I don't need any more of those. Thank you. But I finished, um, got, I finished C and then I went back into D and I think there's an E ending that I got. Um, cause there's several points where it like splits off. Um, and then I did the thing where you fight the credits, which I got really emotional. Um, because, so the credits are set up like the hacking in the game, uh, and whenever you hack in near Automata, essentially it becomes asteroids, like shitty asteroids, which I have mixed feelings about, I will talk about later, um the hacking is so good. It's like, it's like the thing where like, it has such a good attack value, but it sucks to do, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. when I don't have it, I'm like, fuck, I miss being able to just hack this thing. But when I am hacking, I'm like, I fucking, who, who decided to do this? Turn on your location. I just want to talk. Um, but, so this, the, fighting the credits is set up like that. And it keeps asking you like, are you going to quit? Are you going to give up? Don't, isn't this all pointless? Blah, blah, blah. And if you keep, um, saying no I'm not going to give up eventually like you start getting these messages on your screen which turns out I found out later when I had to give a message that they're from random players all over the world which is really cute yeah. um and then like uh if you accept help um essentially other players data becomes so at the end you can make the choice to sacrifice your data for somebody to help somebody else um and when he says your data will be deleted, he fucking means it. But essentially, uh, you can give up your um, data. And so when somebody like me is like, I need to beat these credits, um, like it'll become another ship to help me. And when that ship is destroyed, it says so-and-so's data has been um, deleted, which was really funny for me because I had Shinji and Yu-Gi-Oh. So I, <laughs> I told my friend, I was like, Shinji and Yu-Gi-Oh died for my sins. Um <laughs> like uh but that and like the weight of the world the song the weight of the world is playing in the background and i started crying like water was coming out of my eyes and i'm like why is this so emotional right now um because i think a big a big theme of that game is that uh not not to not to sound like kazahira miller for for, for a second what how did i get a cut on my hand anyway not to sound like kazahira miller for a second but life is suffering um, and, like, there's nothing you can really do about that, but you can make it more bearable, like, with, with support, you know? You don't have to do every single thing alone. Isolation makes it worse, but with the support of others, like, you can make it the yeah. suffering, even though suffering is a thing that happens, um, because a lot of this game is about suffering and what it does to people, uh... Although I would, like, I would also say, like, there's lots of fun stuff with, um, just, like, uh, Easter eggs with different names of different philosophers, um, and if you know about the philosopher, like, it enhances the, like, um, understanding of those characters, not in the shitty way that, um, Kojima did in fucking, uh, Death Stranding, but, like, in a way that the game still makes sense, and is perfectly beautiful without that enhanced knowledge. It's definitely and it not...
0: Out- it's sorry, it's definitely not always subtle. I just remember from the from the near raid, it's like, it's Mark's and it's in a factory. Do you get it? Well,
1: like, <laughs> so in the game, it's not really like that. No, um, it's
0: just, like...
1: Yeah, so, like, stuff like... Uh, stuff like... Um, so he does use... Angles is one of them. All the robots um, have like uh, philosopher names. Yeah. Uh, um, there's another one who is kind of an asshole, and the philosopher that he's named after is an asshole. <laughs> um, but his whole thing was like love and beauty, but he was also just like a fucking dick. Um, and th- this robot's a fucking dick. Like every time you talk to him, you're like, I'm going to punch this guy in the fucking face. Um, there's uh pascal i don't want to spoil too much but pascal's arc ends up being incredibly sad uh but interestingly enough has to do pascal as a character is kind of like a um sweet and like loving and he uh doesn't he doesn't want to fight he's more concerned with learning and um really reflects the values of the philosopher himself, the idea of education being important. Um, And this character is nonviolent. Although you do, you do get that, um, like, what is it? uh, His, his morals and values um, end up becoming tested and you see him crack in the face of protecting people that he cares about, which is interesting. Um, And like, yeah, if you know about Pascal, like, as a philosopher, obviously, it, like, enhances that meaning. It just kind of, like, is very obvious. If you don't, it doesn't matter. Because you still understand this character as a character. And also, the character doesn't come out and tell you, Hi, my name is Pascal. You know, like, the philosopher. Um, like, hi, my <sighs> name is Higgs. Like, the Higgs particle, the god particle. Uh, yeah. Like, which actually is a conversation that happens um, in Death Stranding. So, like... It's obvious on purpose to enhance the meaning if you have that background knowledge, but it's not It's not imperative that you have that knowledge, and it doesn't change the storytelling, and they don't outright come out and tell you, like, this is the meaning you're supposed to get from this. Um, you just can get that meaning from it. Like, he name drops a lot in these games, um, just because it seems like he's interested in a lot of these things. Uh But – and they all enhance the meaning, but he doesn't lean on them. It's not a crutch. You don't – if I was teaching – if I was using this game to teach, like, an English class – my students wouldn't have to know who these people are for the story to still have compelling meaning and for them to see the theme, thematic elements of the story. Um, it just enhances them like to B and nine S like, of course there, my friend um, was telling me about this, like, cause right away you have to be and nine S the letters stand for something. Um, I'm sorry. People are yelling in my hallway. Can you, can you shut up? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, like, why can't people just, like, talk at a normal volume in this house? Um, it's like, uh, 2B and 9S. Like, the, they have numbers. Like, S is for scanner model. Um, but, like, uh, in letters um, that tell you what their designation is. But then also, another way to read it is to be, like, 2B is to be and 9, 9S, non-S, which is Latin for, um, like, non-existing. So, to be and not to be um are the main two characters do you need that information to be enjoyable no was it intended we don't know but like that's something you could pull from it and he definitely seems like the kind of person who would do that um or like name dropping adam and eve like every like that has a cultural significance but you don't really need it it just it just like is a name placeholder um and that's a lot of what I enjoy about the game is that like you can choose to go into the deeper elements to add more uh, philosophical elements to the game, or you can stay at the very surface value, core storytelling value of the things that are happening to these characters and stick with the thematic view of the game. Um, there, there are even there are even things that I disagreed with personally because of personal history with stuff. Um, not, like, this is bad and you shouldn't write it like this, more like, as a person who's experienced this kind of emotion, I don't know that this is a perfectly nuanced, uh, experience of this emotion, but, you know, like, I see what you're trying to do here, and I respect that. Um, I really, really enjoyed this game. It gets incredibly dark at some point, so if you're not somebody who enjoys that kind of thing. Cause there are several times that I backed up from the TV and like turned an open discord. And I was like, Hey, is Yoko Taro like, okay. <laughs> like, is he, is he okay? No, there are definitely is some, some general theming, like how, uh, how some of the relationships with female characters get treated later in the game that I'm like, mm, questionable, not the worst thing I've ever seen. um, but a little bit, like, uh, uh, especially, like, as a person with a, like, large history of um, art history, art movements, storytelling, like, those things interest me, mythology, so on and so forth. Um, there's just, like, some things that are, like, problematic elements that have gotten carried over from years of this kind of shit. But I'm not saying that totally detracted from my enjoyment of the game. Um I definitely kept falling into holes and finding swords though. I worked my fucking ass off to get that engine blade only to keep afterwards after I got the stupid fucking engine blade, everything I did afterwards, I just fell into a hole and found a badass <laughs> sword. And I'm like, I'm so mad about this right now. Like I would be on a mission doing something and I'd be like, ah, why is this the thing? Um, my friend did do, uh, he wrote out a thing of side quests that I should do, which I'm really happy about. You know, I notoriously fucking hate side quests quests um i get very like uh goal oriented playing video games and any kind of side quest just makes me feel like you're wasting my time uh, but some of these were actually important to story um like learning about executioner models was super important to the rest of the story i'm also super glad that he had told me the plot of near before i played this game uh because there are some characters that are directly related to the plot of near um the, I do. You don't have to play it to kind of like you don't have to know that story, but it doesn't like it does enhance the game um, and the meaning of the game because like otherwise they'll be like, why the moon base? What's going on, humans? Um, but I don't know. I really loved this game. I cried a bunch of times. I immediately was like, how do I get a near automata tattoo without it being a near automata tattoo? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do I get this nerd tattoo without it being like obviously a nerd tattoo? Uh, but I really enjoyed that game, and A2 is definitely my wife. Um, so f- you know, fight me. I love her. I love her so much. She's also hella soon, and Sundari characters seem to be unfortunately my type. Um, I don't. I don't know how I got here. I just am. And then finally. I will talk about. I, I want to tell this story um, that my friend told me at a Christmas party. So this was in December, but I kept forgetting to ask her if, like, I could tell the story if I just like didn't mention her name. Um, and I messaged her the other day, and I was like, "Hey, you remember that story you told me that made me want to pee? Like, can I tell that story on the podcast <laughs> if I don't tell you, don't like use your name?" She was like, "Yeah, I love my uh, suffering to be art." Um, so. Here we are. I need to tell you guys this story because I think about it a lot. I keep thinking about it. Um, especially because Dobby keeps, my mom's cat, keeps meowing for me to let him out when I get out of the shower and I'm completely naked and no one else is there to let him out. And I'm like, I cannot open the front door, Dobby. I am naked. Um, like, And besides people seeing me, it'll be like 2 a.m. and it's freezing outside and I just, just there are layers. Um, but... So my friend, um, I think she said this happened to her when she was in college, but she was in, uh, in a, I think it was her apartment or whatever. Um, and she lived alone and it was summertime and it was hot. Um, and she like, you know, got out of the shower, was walking around her apartment naked, as you do, especially like sometimes it's hot. And so you're like, just like air drying. I know she had just taken a shower, but she, I don't, I don't even think she was in a towel. She might have been in a towel. No, I think... I don't know if the towel dropped when this thing happened or whatever, but she was not wearing clothes. So she sees this giant ass fucking spider on her refrigerator, like a big, like a big spider, like, like you can see it's fangs kind of spider, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so she's like, "Ah, yes, I will trap it with a cup because she didn't want to kill it. Uh, So she traps it with this cup, but then she doesn't have a paper to slide under it, right? So she's just holding it there. And then it starts jumping around in the fucking glass. So yeah. So then she's like, well, maybe I can just let it. No, you cannot fucking go let it go because it's jumping around in the fucking glass. And she's like... (sighs) Right. And she has no paper. She's just squatting there completely naked. And she's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And her phone, her phone is like on this table far away. Right. And so she's reaching, she's reaching and she's squatting while she's got this like spider in this thing. And she's like reaching over to her phone to try and like get it and I think eventually she knocks it off the like table that it's on after she was reaching and squatting naked with this spider in a (laughs) glass. And then she fucking she messages her friends for help, right? Um and I think she said that she knew that this guy kind of had a crush on her, and he said that he kind of had a crush on her until this day, until the day he sh- showed up at her, ho- her apartment or whatever, and she was squatting uh, naked, crying for help, um, like with the spider. And she's like, "Don't look at me! <laughs> look away!" <laughs> I-, I like. That is the funniest shit to me. And I and he was like, I didn't have a crush on you after that. I was like, I would have been in love with you after that. Like that would have been the end. That would have been the thing that pushed me over the end was you trying to like get this spider, but then you're squatting naked. And I I just don't know. It's just so fucking funny and relatable content. Um But yeah, that I'm so glad she let me like tell this story on the podcast because I just, like, I was like, well, yeah, guess you could just take the cup off the spider, but then she's like, no, it started jumping around, so this is, like, this giant spider just going ape shit inside the glass, and you're just squatting naked, and you have choices, because, like, okay, yeah, you could let go of the spider and let it jump, but, like, what if it jumps onto your skin <laughs> The only, the, the real fear that goes through me at the thought of that is just magnificent. Nothing makes me feel more vulnerable than when I'm in a shower staring at a spider, and there's nothing I can do about it. For like sure. In some weird corner. Yeah, and I'm like, like staring at it and I'm sure it's staring at me and we're just staring at each other but yeah naked sweaty like squatting with the fridge <coughs> leaning to the phone being like please um super funny so thank you for suffering for our, our <laughs> your that that friend's a good friend but that's all my pre-salt sorry if you can hear my ice jiggling around
0: all right well moving into our salt Um, I don't have much of it, but here we go. Um, Atlas is releasing Persona 5 The Royal pretty soon, I guess. Um, and, I mean, I'm annoyed about that as it is, because, like, you can't make me rebuy the game at full price, Atlas. You really- you- you think you can, but you can't. Um, let me- let me buy, like, the expansion as downloadable content or some bullshit, or, like, that- I'm upset about that, too, but not as upset as making me buy an entire new copy of a game that I already own. Um, but also, they're back on their bullshit with the weird streaming stuff. Like, I don't know if y'all remember this, but back when Persona 5 first came out, they um, had these really draconian streaming rules that made, basically made it impossible to stream the game at all, and you can't, like, or maybe maybe you can now. I haven't played Persona 5 since I, like, beat it the first time. Um, but at the time you couldn't use the end game share function. Um, so you ha- like, I remember getting really pissed off at Morgana and like having to take a picture with my phone instead of using the share function to just share it to Twitter. Um, so I don't, I don't know if they re- they like eased up on that over time. Cause again, I haven't played Persona five since it like dropped originally and I beat it. Um, but it, they're back on their bullshit again with the weird streaming rules, and, like, they're different this time, but they're just as, like, obscure, strange, and strict as they were last time. And I should have—what I should have done is I should have pulled them up um, before I, you know, got here, but I didn't do that, so now I'm stalling while I— well, I looked them up.
1: <laughs> well, I know at least one thing they did do for, um, Royale while you were stalling is that, uh, they went back and changed some of the, um, got rid of some of the more homophobic parts of the yeah, game. Yeah, they did do that, um, which is good. Yeah, because Atlas has a problem with that. Let's be, let's be yeah, honest.
0: Yeah, they should have done it sooner. Um, it shouldn't have been in the game in the yeah. first place, but, you know, we're here now, but so I appreciate we're it. We're
1: here now, so, um, at but- At least they made that choice. Um,
0: I'm trying to find the stream rules. The streaming. (laughs) The forbidden streams. Um.
1: There's the rules. It's so forbidden that you can't even look up the rules. You just got to assume that you can't fucking stream it. (laughs) uh, If you stream this game, we own the rights to your soul.
0: Oh, it's Persona 5 Scramble, actually, not Persona 5 the Royal. Um. And Persona 5 Scramble is something entirely different. Um, but yeah, you can't take screenshots or video with, the ca- with uh, personal capture cards. Um, you can only use the share function, which is different from last time, and also kind of odd. Um, okay, I found them. Please do not use the gameplay footage for any purposes other than showing gameplay. I, I'm not even sure what other purposes there could... I mean...
1: Uh, memes. They don't want you memes. making No memes allowed.
0: No fun. Beep, 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 um, beep. We cannot be stopped, Atlas. Um, please do not only <laughs> upload the background music or music data or use gameplay footage for the main purpose of listening to the music. Uploading gameplay to sites that require subscription services or payment to browse will be counted as using gameplay for monetary purposes, excluding Nico Nico Premium. Hmm... Um, do not use the gameplay footage to slander other people. No matter the reason, if Atlas requests you to remove the video, please remove the video. Videos that Atlas deem are unacceptable will be deleted or taken off from viewing. Furthermore, queries into this matter may or may not be answered by Atlas, so please understand. If the streaming or uploading of gameplay leads to monetary loss, Atlas does not hold any responsibility nor will they pay any monetary compensation. No one expected what? you to. Um
1: so weird.
0: No one is allowed to share anything about the game's endgame or anything afterwards. Um Yeah, I don't know. That's they're like they're more vague and also more weird for it. I don't I don't know.
1: Female presenting nipples. Female
0: presenting nipples. Um Atlas, what are you doing? But anyway, the other salt that I have is uh Trust dungeons. <laughs> Elfinod is the worst healer. Maybe, you know, maybe I made this joke last night, but maybe if instead of being an Academian, whatever that means, he was like a proper scholar, he wouldn't suck so hard at healing, but he's not a proper scholar, and therefore he can't heal me worth a damn. I don't even... i I used Living Dead twice in that dungeon, and both times it didn't work because he couldn't fucking heal me in time. And, like... He can't heal while doing mechanics, can't fucking keep me, a, a regular person definitely could have kept me alive during those instances, except for, well, there was one where I definitely pulled too much, and it probably would have been too much for a human healer, too, yeah. but some people probably could have made it, but not the average healer, um, and definitely not Elfinode, oh my god, um, yeah, I I was like, why do I do trusts? I know why I do trusts, but why do I do trusts? Because they are very frustrating. They don't do AOE attacks on the mobs. Um, they just single target everything, so everything takes fucking forever to die. Because I'm the only one doing constant Aoes, and like they don't
1: and they don't always follow you when you're pulling more. Yeah, so I would go. They and usually pull don't, more. in fact. Yeah, so I would go to pull more, and they they wouldn't follow me. And then I fucking died at one point because Alfino wasn't even there to heal me. And I so I had so then I started pulling more and then running back to Alfino and uh, fighting the bringing the enemies to my children. And I'd be like, please. And then you were please like,
0: please remember please. that time you made Thancred use Superbolide? And I was like, yes, my crowning <laughs> achievement. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think about that a lot, actually. I remember sharing
0: that, like, because, like, it was, it was right, it happened, like, right after, um, Shadowbringers dropped, so people were still kind of, like, figuring out the limits of the trust, so I didn't even know he could do that, like, I mean, I guess, I guess I must have known, but I wasn't, like, cognizant of the fact that it was an option for him, uh, to use Superbolide, um, so I was very surprised but when you don't he fucking think he's did it. Do yeah, right. I was very surprised when he actually did it. So I took a screenshot of the battle log and I posted that to Twitter, but I also posted it to my um, um, free company's Discord, and they got a good laugh out of that. It's my crowning achievement in this game, and I'm glad I had the presence of mind to take a screenshot because otherwise no one would have believed me.
1: <laughs> You're like, I just made Thancred superbolide, and people would be like, yeah, 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 sure. Like, no. You're like, no,
0: I just made Thancred superbolide. But uh, yeah trust, trusts are like i used to say the trusts are less agonizing when you're a tank because you can set the pace but no you actually can't at least not when you're playing with alfino you know. urianje is a little bit stronger as a healer um
1: although urianje deadass let me die oh, urianje has let times. me die
0: multiple times as well um
1: he's like i believe it
0: but then urianje really also me. has a spell where he'll just delete enemies out of existence i love that spell <laughs> death of the At seventh dawn. At first I thought it was going
1: ape shit, but then somebody mentioned it on Twitter and I was like, oh, okay, it is a thing. Yeah, you
0: know, it's, the spell is called the, uh, death of the seventh dawn and he'll only do it on enemies that are already, like, below half health. Um... And they're just... Yeah, they're he just... just they, dead. they just poof out of existence. They're just dead now. It's awesome. Um, I think Y'shtola has a similar attack that just does big damage. Um... But, yeah, it's... I hate trust But, you know, I don't want... To deal with human players on my first run of these dungeons because they're obnoxious and they want as to do everything discuss. as fast as possible, and I want to like take my time and learn the mechanics. And the trusts are pretty good for learning mechanics because they do follow mechanics pretty much perfectly every time. Um, so there's that, but there's so there irritating. were a
1: couple of markers, and I was like, what the. F-? What the fuck does this mean? Yeah, and then I just I just ran over to wherever my children were. The and I was um,
0: like, awful hammer and awful blade ones were fucking me up.
1: Yeah, it's the whatever goes down first goes off first. Yeah, and then you switch. Yeah, <sighs> oh. uh, but
0: you know, yeah. I still haven't figured out Grand Cosmos, even though I ran it with Trust. So maybe it isn't perfect one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> um, that's my salt. Quick this week
1: uh me me my salt this week is both near things um hacking and near as i said is a, like it's a thing that i don't really understand how i feel about because on the one hand like i said i love being able to just fucking hack and near um especially cuz if you do it right sometimes it just blows up enemies or it takes them for like half health or it takes like a huge chunk of their health on the other hand it's the world's worst game of asteroids and like I, you only get, you can only get hit three times, um, and, like, uh, there's, you know, all the obstacles trying to fucking murder you, and you take damage if you fail the hack, um, also a lot of them are timed, but I was in the fucking soul tower, um, to which I was, like, the soul tower, and my friend sent me back Gandalf being, like, I have no memory of this place, (laughs) um, But there are three towers, the meat box, it's meat box, soul box, God box. Um, and soul box was all hacking. And there was like one crate, it wasn't even the final hack y'all. It was this crate. And I was like, I'll never get to the top of this tower because this crate has bested me. Um, but I once, I, I was like, I will try this again in the morning. So I, uh, Ran out of there and um, saved so that I didn't have to do the other hacks again. Um, and then I looked online and someone's like, change it to easy mode for a sec and then uh, turn on auto chips. If you do that, it'll just do the hack for you. So I did that because I have no fucking shame. And someone out there is like, you cheated the game and you cheated yourself. And I'm like, I don't fucking I don't care. Fucking yeah, I never would have finished this game if I didn't do that. Um and then I took the auto chips off and finished the game. Um because it, it is kind of boring. Like there's no point in playing if you just use the auto chips. Um but they are nice to they it's nice that they have that option so that if you do get stuck, like and you want to know the story, you have an option.
0: Ice cold um, take, so, but all video games should allow you to change your difficulty settings mid game.
1: Yeah. Th- for real. A
0: lot of games do um, nowadays, but like if they have difficulty settings, you should be able to switch between them at will. Ice cold take right there. Yeah.
1: Ice cold take. Uh but yeah, so I was able to do that and then I turned the auto chips off and I finished the game. Um even though sometimes I was like, what if I just turn them back on? Uh but I I you know, hacking is I have a weird feeling about it cuz yeah, like on the one hand, um I love the damage it does but I hate the world's worst game of asteroids that you have to play in order to do that damage so um, fuck that I don't know how to feel about it but I'm mad and then uh, whoever designed the anal beads boss in the <laughs> desert, turn on your location. I just want to fucking talk. <laughs> There's a boss at the beginning. So the be- beginning of um, Route C is fucking ape shit. And there were several times where I was just like, how could you do this to me? So the beginning of Route, um, route C is ape shit. And it has a significant jump in difficulty right away. And I made it through all of that shit and I get to, there are two parts that actually made me want to, I, nothing in this game made me really want to rage quit because I really wanted to get to the end of the story, but there were times when I was just so angry, I wanted to punch a wall. One of them was, um, the two, two B's hobble, you get infected with a virus and all you have to do is make it from point A to point B before the virus gets all the way, um, And not fucking die because you cannot fight. Things are just wailing on you as you go by. So you have to find, like, the safest route. Um, And sometimes you can't even jump. You just have to wait until you glitch again and then you can jump. All the while, the screen is going crazy because you're glitching. Now, I love the idea of, like, how much... this game loves that you're an Android and can fuck with that, like, your um, audio sensors are off or your visual sensors are off. But I just want to say as a person who gets overwhelmed (laughs) by lights and sounds really, 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 really bad, um, this part was almost unbearable. I told my friend it felt like my skin was peeling off. That's how bad it was for me. Um, And there was a part where I was like, I cannot... I cannot do this because I will throw up. So I had to turn it off and then try it again another day. And I got through it. Um, But yeah, I almost threw up because it was that bad. It was just visually awful. And sometimes I'm like, hey, game devs, you have choices as a creator. Like, I understand the want to impact an experience. Like, the experience that you're supposed to get here is the sense of hopelessness and suffering.
0: the um, microwave hallway.
1: yeah, um, and and I get that, that. I understand your vision, but I can't fucking see anything, and I'm gonna throw up. Like I can barely play through this game. And what the hell is the point of a game you can't even fucking play, like because you're sick? Um, so hated that. Then the next time I wanted to throw myself against the wall was in uh, the desert. So my friend is like, uh, the that desert boss is real bad. And when I looked it up, it was in the world's top eight, like this video that said top eight worst video game bosses ever. And in a world where uh, Dark Souls exists, that is an ominous statement. Um, so, like, I was like, fuck. Uh, so I get to the desert and I fight these three big guys and I was like, was it them or is it going to pop out from under the sand? And he just sends me a happy face and I'm like, fuck, (laughs) is it this huge ass boss? As soon as I said that comes out of the ground. And I only know how I like, I was trying to think of a funny name for it. And the only name I could think of was anal beads, but essentially it's a bunch of, um, it's like this centipede that's made out of these balls and then it flies above you dropping like orbs and shooting lasers and shit. Um, and then it does this thing where it falls apart like a cheap pearl necklace, and all the beads go rolling, and like it's the area that you're in becomes closed off. Kay, remember when we um, when the wet nurse glitched and we were stuck in that thing with the two wet nurses for the whole time? Um, <laughs> I think, and I called it the world. Didn't that only your happen laptop? on your end? I, I well, it, no, it happened for both. Okay, of us. Okay, I just do so remember well. We won very well, anyway. But... Yeah, because you are a badass, but we won anyway. Um, so this fucking happened. Like, this, this this, reminded me of this, but, like, worse. Because while this is happening, some of them are shooting beads at you. Some of them are just running you over. Some of them have lasers, and they're all rolling willy-nilly. And I was like, who the fuck designs this boss? And you only have, like, a certain amount of um, space to uh, move, in it's kind of circular. Um and it teaches you at this time berserk mode. But the thing about berserk mode is that it constantly drains your health. And this boss does basically like has a huge pool of wealth uh, wealth health um, because of the way it's designed where like you have to break each piece, you know, and then it comes back together. But like you have to kill each piece of it. So it has this huge um, health pool. So like draining your health is not the best idea. Like, I tried it for 10 seconds, and I had um, the uh, passive healing chip on, and it still, like, almost killed me. So I quit, panicked, and undid berserk mode, and just um, was like, fuck, what do I do? Because basically I was just dodging, dodging for my life. And then, um, so what I ended up doing, because I was like, is there any strategy for this? And my friend is like, not really. <laughs> um, I kept pausing and being like, is there anything I can do? And he's like, not really. I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to fucking do. Um, I am going to range the shit out of this thing. It's going to take me 84 years to do with my pod, but I'm going to range it. I'm not going to try to get close up and hit it. I know some people are going to be like, weak strats. And I'm going to be like, fuck you, because it works. Um, especially because I'm not particularly good at video games. And I was able to beat this boss that's like terrible by just doing this. So I switched to range attacks only, and then I just dodged for my life, and um, it took a long-ass time, but I wore it down slowly over time and then died. Uh, But fuck that boss, because there was just a point where I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, even dodging constantly was not enough. I got hit every single time it hit the ground. Like there was nothing you could do because it was a bunch of pool balls inside of a shaker that shot lasers. Like what what am I supposed to do about that? What is anyone supposed to do about that? And I was like, who designed this boss? Turn on your location. I just I just want to talk. Like fuck fuck the anal beads boss in the desert is all I have to fucking say um when I was talking to Jeremy about it he was like I have no memory of this boss and I'm like well I'll tell you what I'll remember this boss but I'll be fair to him because I barely remembered anything that happened in A and B by the time I got midway point in C because so much fucking happens um there was like one point I'm like where do these zombies come from and my friend was like bro they literally talked about the zombies in the end of route B and I was like bro I don't even remember what happened 10 seconds ago right now um so, yeah, that's, that's my salt.
0: <sighs> All right, well, that's the end of our show tonight. Um, where can we find you on the internet?
1: You can find me as @filthywizard on Twitter and YouTube and FilthyMagicUser on Instagram.
0: Um, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch as HumanityUpgrade and on Instagram as CrowfeatherCosplay. You can find our Wayward co-host and editor, jake on twitter as jake underscore lionheart you can find the podcast on twitter as at podcast salt you can listen to the podcast anywhere you get podcasts including um itunes spotify fireside and etc um if you like the show and would like to help us out consider contributing to our ko-fi page that's ko-fi.com slash the salt report um and remember kids turn on your location i just want to talk i don't know
1: (laughs) good night
0: everyone